0: Having been in the business sector for a fair while now as an entrepreneur, as a coach, as a mentor, as an advisor, as a strategist, I think the one thing that I can say to you is that the best way in which to get across what you're trying to say, what you're wanting to see, what you're wanting others to do is by role modeling it the best you can yourself. And that's where I'm so excited that the initiative that I'm bringing to the table is called the 1% Movement.
1: Now is the time. You're invited to join us, a movement of leaders who are willing to step into a new approach to leadership across the global landscape. This is as simple as humanity being just you and I and stakeholders being the value you place on each decision to add or take away from humanity going forward. Hold a minute, stay with us. We know people like you want to play at a different scale and these conversations help create the opportunity for you to take this up a notch, or two, or a whole lot more. With a curiosity, let's dig deeper, behind the scenes to see the why, the what, the where, the who, and the when. From other smart humans who make smart decisions and innovate smart, sustainable solutions to narrow the gap from problem to solution. Learn in today's conversation how you can begin to do this. Come, join us.
0: Okay, so here's the thing. Today is a little different and you get to come along on this journey and have a conversation with me in a different way for those because I know that not only is this live for those on the Decision Table show, go check it out on YouTube if you want to see it live, if you want to see any of the visuals that we're doing today on this conversation, then go check out the Decision Table live show on YouTube and you can see any of it and any of the notes that we can, we will also put in the podcast uh, notes so that you can have access to the link of whatever I do on the iPad. But know if you want to, it is on YouTube and you can see the live recording on there and uh, you will see this on iPad because I am going to be drawing a lot today because I like drawing and anyone that knows me and my work knows that I use drawing non-stop. I draw on on post-it notes all the time on my wall. I draw on my glass table in my office down in Sydney, in the headquarters down there. I draw on the windows. I draw anywhere and everywhere on my iPad because. The visual is the way that I get to, you know, really explain in ways that hopefully help you to understand what I'm trying to say at times. So today is a little different for those that are on the podcast, because I am blasting this out, not just to the Decision Table live show, but also to the podcast's the Decision Table Podcast, and the Global Human Intelligence Podcast. And there's a reason to it because I just wanted to start sharing with you something that is really close to my heart that I'm excited that we are unfolding over the next little while for you to come along on the journey. And this is not, don't worry, this is not a big sales thing. It's not getting you into the, uh, you know, the next big thing. Right at this moment, all it is is I just want to share with you a little of what. I've been working on behind the scenes and how this could have an impact on you and what you're doing and building out in your culture, in your organization, in your business company, in your leadership team, in the next project that you're doing or initiative. Maybe it's the community that you're building out. Whatever it is, I know that you could come on this journey with me and many, many others. It's exciting and it's also a little bit scary for me right now. And I've had to kind of go through a bit of a journey myself, which I'll share in a minute. But I also think that it's um, it's kind of really exciting because it opens up opportunities where you can and I can and we can collaborate. And I think that that's, you know, one of the key significant indicators to seeing change happen and I'm excited because although it's not perfect although I don't have all the pieces that I'm working on all done ready and dusted to do a big launch right now because I'm actually launching this on the 8th of November and so there's lots to be done but what it is is that I just I wanted to start sharing it I wanted to start getting you excited. So if you're a little bit curious about what the 1% movement is, then you'll want to listen. if you just want to figure out how you could be a part of the 1% movement, then you're going to love this. Or if you want to see how or what the thinking is behind the whole 1% movement, what is she even going on about, then you'll love, you know, having this and, and being a part of this as well. So. Yeah, let's get started. I'm going to uh, get the iPad up on the screen so that I can start drawing away for those that can see that as well. And uh, it's it's we're gonna have some fun time. I think that you know we are in a season in life where we want to, uh, you know, not just be, building out businesses for our own selves. I think, you know, having been in the business sector for a fair while now as an entrepreneur, as a coach, you know, in, in another arena, as a mentor, as an advisor, as a strategist, many different roles along the way. I think the one thing that I can say to you is that, that. The best way in which to get across what you're trying to say, what you're wanting to see, what you're wanting others to do is by role modeling it the best you can yourself. And that's where I'm so excited that the initiative that I'm bringing to the table is called the 1% Movement. Whoops, can you see that? .com. This is what this is all about. It's an initiative of Decision Velocity Global and I'm excited about that because, you know, this is this is something that is important to not just me but us as a company and then us as what we're leaving across the globe as our mark across the globe. And... I can talk about the importance of bringing change to narrow that gap from problem to solution across the globe. But the best way I know is for me to do it and to bring others on that journey. And that's what the 1% movement's all about. It's about people awesome humans who are willing to do their 1% shift that will bring hope for the the generations to come for for the change to come really changing culture for the generations to come and i think this is really important because you know it's easy to see the problems that we're seeing and get sort of consumed by it worried by it broken by it, frustrated by it angered angered even by it right and and not know how to 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 see any hope for for this to be changed at all. And, and that's kind of heartbreaking when you've got generations of little humans that you're wanting to leave behind a blueprint that could help them to springboard from. And so the 1% movement for me is not just about amazing humans coming together to do their 1%, but it's really to bring behind uh, you know, the whole, to bring behind the whole sort of footprints that are going to leave behind so the next generation can can learn from it, to can not have to pick up all our brokenness or even not just have an environment that's going to be at all beneficial for them, but something that could really help them to be the best that they have, I think that's one of the things that I don't know. Even though there's been messes that I've had to sort of work my way through through my life, I, I've had amazing opportunities as well, and I want to make sure that we don't just leave destructive, you know, landscape behind uh, with the culture that we're building out today, but that it's actually going to help whatever is needed. For those to come to be able to do what they need to do. And I think the only way we can do that is by leading from the front end. So here's my big thinking behind the 1% movement I want to see, and this is the number, billion names on the wall of humanity who are willing to do their 1% to shift the dial forward, whoops, forward to narrow the gap from problem to solution. I know that's huge. Here's the thing. What about a billion names by 2052? Do you know if we were able to get, so by the way, just to break this down before I go off on my little tangent here, the wall of humanity is on the 1% movement. If you, Even if you just go to the 1% movement uh, website, you will actually find the wall of humanity uh, by pressing on there, the, the wall that you see with some faces on it. Anyway, even if you, there's another link and I'll make sure wherever this is seen that you can go to if you just want to go straight to the wall of humanity too. And uh, anyway, what's cool about this is, do you you know the, uh, what is it, the famous strip in in Hollywood where they've got all their names and things like that on the, On the footpath, I thought, what if we had a wall on the web where we saw all of these amazing faces of awesome humans doing their 1%, willing to be standing up and whatever that is in their hand, but this is what I'm going to do as my 1%. That's what George is going to do. That's what Mary's going to do. That's what David's going to do. That's what, right? Imagine if everyone was willing to do their 1%. Reality is, it would change how we're building things out, how we do build culture, what we do, the decisions we're making. So, my thinking is by 2052, if we had a billion names on the wall of humanity, yep, a billion, this would be, so they predict, a tenth of the population. Imagine if the tenth of the population weren't just building what they wanted, weren't just building selfishly something that's going to benefit them, weren't just building out something that meant that they were an influencer, that they were the noisiest person that people had to listen to, but that actually they built out something, a billion names, a billion awesome humans willing to do their 1% and build out something that is going to add value to the human race going forward, not take away. Imagine if they did. I, you know, my whole life's work is around the book that I'm writing right now called Humanity as Stakeholders. Okay, big concept, I know. And for those that have heard it, I'm sorry, but I am going to repeat it again just for those that may have only just heard this for the first time. So humanity as stakeholders for me means this. Humanity is as simple as you and I. Stakeholders as as simple as the measure of value. So imagine if everyone used the lens of humanity as stakeholders every time you made a decision at the table. And you look through that lens and what you did was add value not take away every time to the human race as you made a decision. In other words, when I'm making a decision, I go, is this going to add value to the human race going forward or take away from it? And guess what? If it's going to take away, if it's not going to add value, then what happens? Oh, that's right. You leave it behind. Yeah? And you know that that's not a decision. So what if everyone was doing their 1% and we knew that that was going to add value to the human race going forward? Would that shift the dial forward? Would that change what is happening that we don't like in culture as people are building out companies, organisations, businesses, communities, initiatives, projects? I think it would because when there is more than one person doing it and a lot of people are doing it, there is that domino effect of. And to me, that means that there is maybe, and for me, I think with certainty, the ability to, to actually bring a sustainable solution to the table which shifts the dial from And narrows that gap from the problem that we're seeing or the problems that we're seeing across the globe to be able to actually bring solutions. And I think that's exciting. I think that that is something that I get excited about. I think that you can get excited about and as a collective, we can get excited about. This movement is a movement that we can collaborate on, And instead of feeling like it's just getting so big out there, the problems are just too major, everything's too full on, nothing's ever going to change, that something can change and it can be really powerful. I believe that through this we can collaborate to help and support each other in doing your 1%, helping you to do your 1% that shifts that dial helping others to do that, partnering with others that are willing to do their 1%, and together bring the change that is much needed. All right, so today, out of all of this, the thing that I want to share with you today is around what I call If you want to be a one percenter, the seven non-negotiables. Do you want to hear them? It's kind of cool and it's fun and exciting for me, right? Because I think, you know, one of the things that I'm seeing in leadership across the globe right now is the leaders willing to stand strong in what they believe in no matter what the noise is trying to tell them. And it's not easy and it's not... It's not uh, something that sometimes is comfortable, and sometimes it's actually really tricky. And it's easier a lot of the time not to stand strong. And I think that part of being the one percent is is the fact that you know that you have to like commit to being, taking on these seven non-negotiables. So let's work through them from seven backwards. All right. So I'm going to write these up for those that can see it on the thing. And of course, my pen, we need to get that happening again. All right. So here we go. All right. So number, oh, there we go. And the pen's now working. Okay. So. Number seven non-negotiable. What is it? All right. So number seven is the one percenter non-negotiable believes. Let's have a look at this. The speed of decisions will shift the dial forward. It's funny, I just literally finished a session teaching around the decision velocity system and the return and the importance of the return on your decisions. I do believe that the way that you make decisions will determine the destination of the results that you bring, the outcome, the whatever, wherever you're heading or not heading, depending on the return of those decisions. And so, you know, the speed of those decisions will shift the dial forward. And I talked about this in that when, when doing that training around it, that when you play big, you have to be able to make the right decisions fast to be able to have the capacity to shift that dial forward at a much faster pace. Why would that even be important? Think about it. You can increase your, the growth in exponential speed, you can do that in much greater expansion of or scale in which you can do that. And if you play small, then those decisions, the speed of them are not necessarily uh, important to be fast. It can be slow. It can be, you know, holding you up a little. And, And the problem is when we make decisions based on, on a small pace. By the way, it's right or it's right or wrong, depending who you are and and what that is for you. Like if I made if I made really slow decisions, not willing to play at a bigger level, then something like the one percent movement wouldn't even exist. It wouldn't even be thought of, uh, and it definitely I wouldn't have actioned on that. So the speed of your decisions. Will shift the dial forward. That's what a one percenter non-negotiable believes. All right, I'm only going to do basic things here because I know we've got limited time, and I want to make sure I get through all seven for you. Okay, so number six, number six, the one percenter non-negotiable believes. The secret advantage, and I love this one to be honest. The secret and advantage is human or HI, human intelligence. I know for many of you, this may seem weird or. This is not an important thing, but for a one percenter for you to be one percent to go the one percent the the distance that a one percent person percenter needs to to action on or deliver on the secret advantage is human intelligence. I have to say to you throughout my journey of in, within the business sector if I didn't or was unable to make not just fast decisions to shift that dial forward, but smart decisions based on data that I have, based on patterns, based on the and knowing what to do with that data uh, going forward, what I'm, I'm seeing, future analysis. If I wasn't able to do that, I wouldn't play at the 1% that I do now. And I definitely wouldn't be able to help others to be able to, you know, figure out what their 1% is and how to shift that dial forward. So, you know, being able to exercise the muscle of human intelligence isn't just a nice thing. It's a priority. It's a non-negotiable. And for the 1% %er, it's an absolute necessity to be able to know how to master human intelligence. I think that, you know, I've said this before on on some of the podcasts that I've said, but, you know, I think it's worth repeating that it's easy to, to think that AI, to think that emotional intelligence is enough, to think that uh, you know, a lot of these other things are taking over or uh, look, it's, you know, we, we don't have any control over what what is happening to us. And I think that that is actually a fallacy that although AI is moving very fast and although AI can be very supportive to what we can do, I believe there is so much to the human brain that if you know how to access it, rewire it to the results you actually want, then there is no need to have fear around what is happening with AI, what is happening, but work in conjunction with. And, you know, I always talk about on the velocity pathway that I know you can, and and I know lots that teach around emotional intelligence, but I don't believe that's enough. I believe that's a valid pathway. I believe that's what many have known over the time. And I don't believe that that is necessarily, um, you know, going to get you to being able to master Um, master uh, human intelligence uh, master sorry where you want to go the result that you want and for anyone that just heard that big bang that was me dropping my ipad and it falling off and i've just got it back on so that's what that big noise was all right and here's the thing When you are able to access your human intelligence, you're going to make much smarter decisions at the table, be able to use that smartness to make educated decisions at the table and to really be able to add value to the table. And that's why it's really important as a non-negotiable for the 1%. All right, number five, moving along. Oh, goodness. Let's just double check. Five. There we go. All right. What is number five? Uh, Non negotiable. Number five, the one percenter believes it's not. uh, I like this one. It's not one or the other. And the funny thing is that I hear this a lot. You're going, what the heck is she going on about? But I, you know, and I've said this on podcasts. In fact, most of these things, in fact, all of these non-negotiables you've heard before, anyone that's listened to the Global Human Intelligence podcast. So if you want to know these more in depth, then make sure you check that out. Okay. It's not, whoops one or the other. You know, I, I cannot tell you how many times I've been told, hey, Carrie Marie, just help me to build out my business. Help me to, you know, be more successful, get the growth here uh, so that I can hit this amount of dollars in the bank and then I'm going to make an impact. No, 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 that is not true Every decision you make at the table has an impact. So let's make sure that it's making a good one. So it's not one or the other. It's not just, hey, I'm going to build out, you know, uh, I'm going to make sure that I'm building out what is needed for human race, what is needed in building culture. No, no, no. It's not one or the other. It's in conjunction with. In other words, let's increase your access to economic resources, tools, strategies, and accelerate at the same time the cultural impact of your decisions. So, like it's not one or the other. And a one percenter knows that. Number four, number four, the one percenter believes that every human, that every human has the right to have a voice. This is really important. And, you know, I often, it's funny, I'm in places where sometimes people say a voice is like, oh, it's so, I don't talk like that or, you know, having a voice is, is, who cares about that or like it's not really about that. Here's the thing I know, that I was that kid for many, many years that didn't have a voice at the table, that, When people were in power, they used that power in the wrong way. When those moments where I wanted to be heard, I wasn't heard. Those moments where I wanted to have a say, I didn't have space to have a say. So that voice is that moment, is having that voice at the table to be able to say what I needed to say, to have a voice at the table when those that were in power, they needed to know that they weren't able to do that or shouldn't be able to do that or that was wrong and now I have a voice. To create the space where there was no voice to give voice. So voice is really important and put on that, whatever that looks like for you. But I believe, and I don't care what anyone else says on this, that every human has a right to have a voice. By the way, doesn't mean I'm going to always agree with it, but I do believe that every human has a voice. A slight disruption to the conversation. I have a question for you. Are you even a little curious to see how you can use your platform to change the conversation? To maybe design solution pathways where you have certainty and afford movement? Or truly, do you want to increase your economic and cultural impact? Awesome human, if you want to lead, to pioneer a new approach, to role model what is possible and to leave sustainable footprints for the generations to come, then I would love for you to reach out to me and the team to see if we're the right fit to make this a reality for you. And if we're not, no hard feelings, as I know many awesome humans who may be the right one. Okay, I've included three ways in the show notes where you can begin a pathway with us on a journey to your next level. One A strategy analysis. Two, the next growth incubator cycle. Three, a potential investment partnership. As founder and CEO of Decision Velocity Global, I'm all about building a sustainable, scalable growth ecosystem where humanity, like you, are stakeholders. To design cutting-edge solution pathways and to narrow the gap from problem to solution. I want you to come on this journey with me and others and not to be left behind. There is a seat at the table for you. Okay, let's get back to the conversation. So we've done seven, six, five, four non-negotiables of the one percenter. And now we're going to do number three. The one percenter believes, non-negotiable, is there is, well, this is going to be painful for some. There is the need to be, whoops, comfortable the uncomfortable this is important because if we are going to bring different distinctions remember i don't talk about diversity i talk about people with their distinctions human first that's where we're one and the same we're part of a human race and we bring our distinctions to the table the only problem is when you bring different distinctions to the table, you give voice to many different thinkings, many different perspectives, maybe different, um, you know, conditionings, biases, uh, ways of seeing solutions at the table. It is uncomfortable sometimes when we're trying to figure out how does this work together? How can we do this more effectively? And, even though we might not agree with everything, in fact, we may disagree with, you know, 99% of it. What if we could just agree with one thing? What could that be? How could that be? And that is what a one percenter knows that this is a non-negotiable. There is the need to be comfortable with the uncomfortable. And, uh boy, do I have a lot of stories around that and figuring out even what that looks like for me. And, you know, over the next little while, maybe I'll unfold a little bit more about that as well. But anyway, we're going to leave it there for, for today. Number two, the non-negotiable that the 1% percenter believes is there is need for... A new approach. And this is really important because, you know, for a long time, we've done things the same way. For a long time, we've had systems that have been put in place that uh, may have served for a time, may not have served, but were in place no matter what. And you know, this is the time that uh, we are going straight back into number two. There is a need for a new approach. And I really believe this. I think a lot of what has happened, what has got us to where we are but it's got us to where we are, that it's worked for us, but it's also got us to where we are, where we are seeing it's not working for us. So a one percenter knows that well, there is need for a new approach. In my case, there's a need for a new approach to, in leadership, in culture that we're building out, in, in the thinking that we're doing. And if so, what could that look like? How could that help change starts now and with us. I really do believe that. All right. So that says a 1%. Okay. What else is a non-negotiable? Okay, let's have a look. Da-da-da-da. My favorite and what my book is being written about. Okay, the one percenter believes it is a decision to make humanity. So it is a decision. To make humanity as stakeholders. Oh my goodness, I could spend hours talking about that and hours giving you examples of seeing when people add value to the human race when they make decisions, going looking through that lens and going, How? How is the decision I'm making right now going to add value to the human race going forward? I can tell you stories after stories after stories of how beneficial it is not just now for the business, the organisation, the company, the community, the initiative, the project, but what that means for how we bring change across the globe going forward. And it excites me to see what that could look like. And that is part of what the 1% movement is, right? Where we are going, how can we make the decisions of building out our 1% that are gonna add value to the human race going forward? I think one of the things that I've learned over the last little while is not just the importance of humanity, as in, wow, isn't it amazing? Who's in my world? What that looks like? But the ongoing need of making sure the human race doesn't just survive today, but is not going to go into extinction. And I know that sounds severe, but you know, if you look at a lot of the data, it's kind of scary what could happen if we don't start Changing our way. I've learned that with health. There's moments in health when I've done really well. My body has been at a peak performance level. And then there's other things that have come along that have disrupted that and caused grief. Now, here's the thing if I kept going down those pathways, the body would have literally led to much destructive uh, destruction not just internally but externally as well and so there has been a real need for doing it different because if i'm to do this long journey ahead of me then i need to be able to be the best me as well and that means maybe changing a few things to make that work and that you know, kind of is exciting, right? Because you have the ability to put some of these non-negotiables in what you're doing, in what that looks like for you. And, you know, let me, let me just explain one other little thing that I think is really important. Maybe you are got a company uh maybe you've got, um, I'm hoping I remember all this because <laughs> some of this is, uh, you know, new in my thinking. In like I said to you, I don't have all of this sorted yet. Maybe, oh, whoops, let's just start again. Ooh, let's reverse that for a second. All right, maybe you have what we call a project. Whoops, oh, love this. May, a 1% project. Um, maybe you have a 1% initiative. Maybe it's a 1% business that you're building out, a company or an organization, organisation that you're wanting to build out. And there's a reason to this madness that I'm about to say. So one, two, three, four. So we've got a few more. One, two, three, four, five. Oh, I really can count right now, can't I? Not. Um, Maybe you're an entrepreneur or maybe it's a community that you're building out. See, can you see yourself in any of these? 1% project, 1% initiative, 1% business. 1% company, 1% organization, 1% as an entrepreneur, 1% community. Is there one of these things that you could see or that you're involved in that you would want to build out a 1%? And what is cool about all of this is that we want to start building out and investing time and money into building out Lots of 1% projects, initiatives, businesses, companies, organizations, entrepreneurs, and, com- and communities. Because we know that if you knew that there was another 1% business that you could partner up with and trust uh, that you would be able to do that easily. We know that if you had a community that you've got and you wanted to join some other community that's a 1% community, if you knew that they were committed to these non-negotiables, that there would be a certain standard in collaborating with them, that you would want to do that. And so we are building within the 1% movement These non-negotiables into standards. So you would be able to qualify as a 1%, whatever it is. And we can help support you do that and build that and build a movement that is really adding value to the human race going forward. Does this kind of sound exciting? And I know for those that are not maybe watching this, that it's a little trickier to understand some of these things because you're not seeing the visual. But what I'm loving is that these will bring the 1% shifts that will shift the dial and I know will narrow that gap from problem to solution across the global landscape. Are you getting a little bit excited from what you're hearing? Are you sort of going, is she just talking from a hole in her head right now or is this like really something that I can get myself around. Um, There's going to be so many ways in which you can be a part of this and there's, you know, there's the way the free membership that's going to be a part of it. There's an annual membership that you can be a part of that will support you to help you keep doing your 1%. And then there's even ways in which you can come along as uh, but that's that's a really select few. And uh, if you want to know more about how to do that, then A, check out the 1% movement, get your 1% up on the wall of humanity, and then, then reach out. Reach out if it sounds like something that you want to connect with and, and to do something further with. I, like I said, there is going to be a major launch and when we head into november so november the 8th where we will we will launch off but we are starting to get the word out starting to build some things and get people in the door doing their 1% and you know it's kind of exciting to watch as as people can see themselves Coming on board with this and, and that excites me because I think the reason I feel that is because I get frustrated seeing and having to fix lots and lots of problems all the time and I just don't want to leave that. I literally don't want to leave that behind. I just want to, as I'm, I'm getting to the end of what I'm going to say today, like I just wanted to prick, I guess, some some curiosity into you to want to know more about what we're doing at the 1%. And I wanted to share with you what the, the 1% non-negotiables are for a one so that if you start thinking, hey, I would be willing to, to have those as my non-negotiables as I'm building what I'm doing, then you could come on board with a 1% movement and and start helping to build momentum on it. What I wanted to say was this. I, You remember when I said, you know, there's a bit of me that is, Been a bit scared, and I'll share that little piece of the story. Well, that's this moment that I was going to share this piece. Understand when I thought about the 1% movement, this is something that has kind of been percolating in amongst all of what I've been building out for the last quite a few years. And I knew that. You know, like all the different pieces of the pathways you can come on, touch points on the pathway that you can come with me on the journey are all amazing. They all work, and, and it's, you know, there's been evolutions of what they look like as the years have gone by. But I know that when this was percolating to be the front end, of what I do, and to really stand strong for it and to build everything around it. I was a little unwilling to even entertain that idea. Why was that? (laughs) You go, that's just crazy. Well, for those that know me, know that I'm actually an introvert. I know if you know me in social scenes and you know me within the world that I feel very, very very strong about, then you probably go, how can she be an introvert? But if you actually know me and you know what fuels me is time on my own and sometimes I find it extremely overwhelming being in crowds and I find it full on when I'm in places where I don't understand why people get lost in some of that thinking. And or what do I mean by that? Because sometimes I have to explain myself. But I guess it's the fact that I have to explain myself sometimes in those settings. And and I look at the faces and I go, huh, they're really confused of what I'm even talking about, of who I am. And and they can like, I don't know, it's just a fight to even be sort of understood at all and I instead of being in those spaces I tend to want to be out in nature or just spend time dreaming and creating and and building out what I'm seeing and (laughs) that sometimes means that I could hide away really easy in my own space and maybe just put out white papers. I remember thinking this, I seriously was thinking this not long ago and, and I was considering not building out too much on the face in. And if you really wanted to work with me, I would just take one or two clients on and If you wanted to learn about my insights and my work and how it could be beneficial to you, your leadership, the culture you're building out, to the businesses, the companies, the growth side of it, to really strategically finding solution pathways, I figured I could just write things. And and if you really were curious or interested in it, you could just find them or maybe one person could read it. And it might be beneficial to them. And I remember when I was really threshing this out and going, I could do that or I could build out a movement. And I really had to think about that. I really had to stretch my brain and go, am I willing to do what it takes? You see, those non-negotiables, they sound so easy when I write them for you. And I say it. Sounds lovely, easy. It's not. It's not easy sometimes to stand strong when the current is going totally in a different direction. It's not easy to be trying to make a noise when all you want to do is hide in the back row and not be noticed. It's not always easy to be the different one in the crowd, to think differently, to be doing different approach, a new approach when everyone else is still doing the old. It's not easy being the 1%. And I think that that is the tricky piece, that it's not easy being the 1%. But I know how beneficial it is when you're willing to step out of your comfort zones and do what you're meant to do. And I knew that I'm meant to do the 1% movement and to lead that and to bring that to fruition. So I had to get to a point, not only did I know it needed to happen, not only was I willing to do it, but actually own it and keep doing it no matter what and build it out. So that's why I want to share this today. I wanted to share part of the journey as I'm building it out so that you can see what I'm saying, see how maybe you could start being a part of it and maybe even reach out to encourage, to send a message of, hey, I'm getting excited about it. I've already put my 1% up on the wall. What else can I do? How can I be a part of it? So that we get momentum because it's not easy. It's not easy for me to do this. It's not easy for me to have to even, you know, speak in this way where I want you to come on board and be a part of. But I do believe if not now, then when? And if I don't stand up and lead, Then who and you know an idea is only a great idea if it's implemented on and actioned on and I know that although I can do little bits on myself by myself for others and it's good it's great even in sometimes in some moments but the impact that I can have when I collaborate with many, when I join together as a collective and I work towards a bigger plan as, that can bring amazing sustainable solutions to the global landscape, then maybe the things that I'm, I get really sad about the hurt that I see out in the world today, the homelessness, the human trafficking, the violence, the lack of resources to certain groups where there is great need, that some of those things will either lessen, not be happening and eliminated, or at least that there are things in place that could help change the direction they're going in, then when I take my last breath one day that I'll be okay because I know I did everything humanly possible that I could have done. I believe every single one of us, every single one of us has a voice has, what is it, has a decision to make to whether we're using our voice, to what, how we use the platform that we have in our hand. That might mean you as a mom at home or a single dad at home in the way that you're bringing up your children. It may mean in the business sector where you're leading in your industry and you have a voice and a platform that you can use. It may mean that you are a a tribal leader of your community. How are you using that? How is that helping to add value to the human race going forward? Maybe you're a political leader and that you have a voice because you have been given the, the place of leadership in which you lead many others. And it is this that I hope, that each one of y- us, me, you, use our voice, use our platform to, as an individual, join together with others as a collective and then to use it to make a difference and bring the change that we need to see, we want to see, and it's going to be so exciting to see the change across the globe. Are you willing to come on that journey with me? Please don't leave me stranded. Please don't let me have to fight this out on my own. Please don't leave me having to get the courage to keep breaking out because here's the thing. If I'm willing to stand for it, you're willing to stand for it. Your community is willing to stand for it. Your clients are willing to stand for it. We together can make such a difference. Okay, there we go. Are you excited? Even just a little bit? All right, I hope this has been helpful. Please let me know if it is. Remember, go to the 1% movement, go to the wall of humanity, get your name up there. Let's keep making our 1% shift so we can shift the dial forward and narrow that gap from problem to solution. Oh, bring on the billion names by 2052, one-tenth of the population predicted. That truly would shift the dial forward. Thank you. Thank you for giving me this time. Thank you for letting me have a voice right now and to use my platform to be able to start sharing with you what the 1% movement is starting to unfold and become. Oh, until next time, I can't wait. All right,
1: big love. Amazing droplets of wisdom for you from today's episode. Make sure you subscribe, leave awesome ratings and reviews. Our hope is that this product creates a new awareness, activates ownership to what is next, and a curiosity for the need to be a part of the change to make footsteps of sustainability from today onwards. If you want to further your journey with us, join us at our next global human intelligence forum or apply to our next leaders movement parlay. Both links are in the show notes. We appreciate you. Help us to build a tribe and make humanity as stakeholders. To achieve this together, recommend this podcast to leaders, innovators, pioneers, future thinkers, and movement changers. Big love. See you on the next global human intelligence podcast.